Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Roger, roger. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, the guy. Super excited to talk another exciting moment in Star Wars movie cinema magic here on the Roger Roger podcast. But we are not one. alone today, Derek. No, no. Just like the galaxy, we have more guests, more people. Today, we have our editor, Jacob. You want to say hi, Jacob? Hello, everyone. I'm Jacob. I'm the editor for Roger Roger podcast, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Jacob's been our, our, our editor since the beginning, pretty much, and does some excellent work, as you guys can hear. Uh, you want to, and he's a big Star Wars fan, obviously. You want to <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself or what you like about Star Wars, real quick? I mean, um, let's see. I guess I could just say, you know, my dad introduced me to Star Wars, and ever since then, uh, obviously, obviously with the original trilogy first mm-hmm. on VHS in like an <laughs> yeah. old little thing. And since then, I've loved the story. I've loved every which way it could go. There's an entire galaxy and universe <laughs> just to explore. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it really just fires the imagination for just everyone. Yeah, well, we really appreciate Jacob's uh, knowledge of Star Wars. We collaborate. We bounce ideas off each other all the time. And he helps edit out and correct some of our stuff. So <laughs> we're super <laughs> oh grateful gosh. to have him on the team. And now that he's here, I think we'll get to know you even more, Jacob, through your best and worst of episode three These today, are serious which picks. is why we're here. This deal. is a big episode, big movie, serious oh, yeah. serious things to discuss here. Uh, I don't know. Derek, do we need to explain anything or do we just get going? Well, obviously, from the title, I think you guys know by now, best and the worst. We pick our favorites and our least favorite things about a movie or episode, show, anything. Today, we're doing Revenge of the Sith, and I think you guys understand. Let's roll right into it. Um, so, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to start with one of my bests. Now, as always, I, uh, I pick a little weird. <laughs> we know that by now. Yeah. So my first one is actually Anakin and Padme's relationship, oh. which, yeah. Which was actually a worst for one of my previous picks. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I'm... yeah, I know. I I, I can <laughs> I hear <laughs> I hear dissenting opinions, and I don't blame you. Let's hear them out. Let's yeah. hear them out. Yeah, okay, okay. Based, let's, let's okay. Just comparatively is what I'm going for right now. In the last two movies, they're either weirdly not age appropriate. Um, just crazy. The whole thing is nuts. Here, you can actually feel they're in love. The, the the reunion scene when they're talking about the baby, um, when they're Anakin is speaking about his visions to Padme, they actually seem like they're meshing for the a first couple? time. Yeah, a couple, like <laughs> a real. I mean, now they're married, which is crazy. You kind of forget that, but <laughs> right. and um, they actually feel like a couple, and they you could tell they love each other. And nothing crazy, you know. Well, later on, crazy stuff happens, but you know, it starts off like they're in a romantic relationship, and you. So the first time you really got a hold of that, and I thought this is such a step up from the p- previous episodes and their relationship. Um, that I have to appreciate it more than the other ones. Hmm. Now let let me hear the hate, <laughs> Jacob. It's all yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I, I I agree with you. I agree with you to the extent that 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 at least um, Hayden Christian Christian and um, what was it Nat- Natalie, Natalie uh, Portman Portman at least they're on screen 
on stream chemistry is a little better, <laughs> but not by context, much. No, in context, the, the prequels. Yeah, yeah. I would say if I had to list three of my favorite things about this movie, they wouldn't make it. But if you had to say, you know, list the most improved thing across the trilogies, you know, besides Anakin's hair, I would probably <laughs> give it to their relationship. Yeah, uh, I think it's such a step up. Because and, and now I know I know the it's, you're like at the bottom step and we're going up like you know not even a full flight. But. And I got I will say Natalie Portman <laughs> actually you know took it a step further. You know she had a lot more meat on the bones in terms of her dialogue mm-hmm. this time around. She actually got to like be afraid or be scared or be in love. She got mm-hmm. to actually be in these really interesting. They both scenarios. got to act a little too. Yeah, you know? they, so they both got to flex their chops a little bit more. So I, I, I like to think that they are the most improved for this movie mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> and their dialogue is still super weird a lot of the time. Yes, but it's kind of like it's like aged into its own specific thing now. <laughs> so it kind of works a little better. Right. Um, yeah, I understand it's a weird pick, but it's just, I think most, if you're going to go over like most improved player, I think it's that. Got it. Jake, I can see that. Would you do the honors, Jacob, of sharing one of your best for us? Okay. I can definitely do that. Okay. So, um, it's probably going to be a better a, pick too. This is just <laughs> like a little, a, a little thing that I absolutely loved. And I figured that all of us would love as, as, uh, you know, B1 battle droid, uh, ah. Um, they have more lines in the in this movie than any other movie. <laughs> like I think pick. double or triple the lines, and mm-hmm. it does. And how many Roger Rogers do we get? Like at least four in the. And elevator? they're quick too. Yeah, you get a yeah. lot of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love no, that that's you're a welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talked about in our intro. So. <laughs> Excuse me. <Yeah. laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the B ones and the supers are really great too. Um, in episode three, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Stupid ass, oh, yeah. Joe Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and like I said, just the it's just the little things like that mm-hmm. that that like you know it, it you could tell that they went like you know what let um people people love the B ones let's just go ahead and give them a few more lines before we have to kill them off. <laughs> right, you'll never see them again. No, it and I think that's I think I mentioned this before. It's like comedic relief done really well. You know, yeah. they're not annoying. You kind of I mean, look at us. We have them as our. Um, Mascots. Logo pictures, yeah, yeah their mascot. <laughs> you people kind of grew an attachment to the droids, the the Confederate droids, and I think that really a little bit it worked into the um, episode one and two, but you got a ton of it really quick in episode three, and I think the Clone Wars remembered that, fans remembered that, and it was yeah. a great decision for them to do. Yeah, I oh, like yeah. to think this movie is like alternate title besides uh revenge of the sith is embracing the cheese you know where they decided they're just gonna make an entertaining movie it's like yeah they're gonna hack up the performances they're gonna throw in some jokes but it's all for the sake of making a fun movie and there's some separatist programmer out there with a sense of humor that just gave these droids some uh, some life and i love that about it for sure well let's let's see actually connecting to the lore with that um Apparently, uh, in the Clone Wars, they said like the early models were connected to a central computer, and then the later ones were more independently thinking. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> so they had so they developed a personality like uh, yeah. Roger did. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think I also heard. I'm not sure if this is true, but that the once they switched the they were cheaper to make, and that was also a decision. Once they sw- swap from a central unit, like in the command ships that shut them all down in the Battle of Naboo. 
So I think that was a reason too, but I'm not sure. I kind of remember I mean, that. I mean, it, w- it, w- it would make sense if like the central thing were destroyed, you know, all of a sudden everything's lost. So <laughs> yeah, then... if you lose a battle to Gungans, you have to be like, okay, how can we improve? We need to rethink this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not ready for like galactic domination just yet. <laughs> we can't beat a, the Gungans in a battle. Yeah. So maybe oh, decentralizing and... the droids. <laughs> yeah. And um, you remember how, like, you know, how you guys were talking about in the in last week's episode um, about uh, how there were heroes on both sides. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we have one hero within the Separatist droid army. Oh. It is Roger. It. That's true. That's true. That's. That I think that's true. what George Lucas was talking about when he wrote that. <laughs> it was an early <laughs> allusion to. Yeah. Roger. <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, who knows? George Lucas might have had an idea in there for a rogue B one battle droid at some yeah. point. No, I, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. Just he has so many. I knew he didn't have the dialogue and the specifics planned out, but there were bullet points and just random ideas that he's had since the seventies. And a rogue B one battle droid story could have definitely been in there. You know, like I said, I forgot what episode I mentioned it. Um, he had the whole Anakin, not the specifics of it, but the Anakin Obi wan Mustafar fight uh, planned in his head since the beginning of episode four, which is crazy. Yeah, I know it's it's interesting to see how much he like kind of left open and left as a possibility and prepared for. Sometimes it's you're like, is George Lucas really that brilliant? And sometimes it's yes. So <laughs> I think in these cases, absolutely. And in another yeah. case, with my best, you guys picked some really great like niche picks, but I'm gonna pick one of the more <laughs> obvious ones here. I feel like all of mine are obvious, but I'm gonna do really blanket obvious statement here and say lightsaber choreography. Like, we've Hands said down. nothing but great things oh, yeah. about the lightsaber battles in episode one and episode two. But for me, this movie takes it to the next level beyond those. I love the mall fight. But, I mean, in this one, there's two fantastic fights. You get the fight with Dooku at the very beginning. And then you get the fight with Anakin and Obi-Wan at the end. And both are fantastic and you you see all the behind the scenes footage of Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor practicing over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and they were very enthusiastic and excited to practice and they developed all these skills and it carried over into this final battle so well they're moving so fast and I love all the different moves they have like when Anakin cuts off Dooku's arms it's like oh so smooth as butter and then like he's killing all the separatists and like he just like behind the back deflects the blaster at the and there you know all the style and the flair of these of these fight scenes are incredible and there's even more battles there's the grievous obi-wan battle there's the yoda palpatine one like this is like a two (laughs) plus hour or is it two hours it's a long movie it's over two hours it's over over two two hours at least yeah so it's like two and a half right maybe Maybe more yeah and it's and it's like got a lot of really great lightsaber battles in them. And I think that all comes down to the commitment of having like great choreographers and actors who were enthusiastic about being part of that training process so that they didn't have to like 
try and make a stunt double work like sometimes with Dooku right. they had to like use weird CGI or like just like have lightsabers flying in front of his face and while they're not <laughs> moving you know say, how much choreography is there in <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in the spinning technique um. yeah. <laughs> right right so to, to have like Hayden Christensen and McGregor actually like hitting each other and moving around and fighting it it was it was a lot of fun I kind of remember some trivia of being like no we didn't speed a lot of this up we we had to like slow some of it down because they were just so well rehearsed and everything so no wow, light, cool. lightsaber hmm. choreography is my cheap way of taking all the fights for myself for my best pick <laughs> <laughs> no well that's a great pick i think because a lot you know this i think is the pinnacle of the entire series of of lightsaber fights yeah and, you know and all the extended lore of everyone's different like lightsaber styles and now Anakin style versus Dooku style versus Yoda mm-hmm. style and it's like super interesting to go back and study those and like the newer movies the prequel trilogies had a lot of really great style to them but just the choreography is different than what it was in oh, the prequels oh, oh, oh yeah and even the lightsaber styles like you, you can say that it kind of uh, equates to each character mm-hmm. I mean Obi-Wan is, is more of a patient character so he takes that kind of defensive uh, back stance Anakin is a very a gung ho go in and all of it all every single like he does overhead swings back and forth back and forth mm-hmm. back and forth right and make it and it forces the person to just block yeah that's it which is which is what we see in like the in the in the Dooku fight yes I mean, the double handed um, like over the head chop like Anakin does of just like and he's just going back and forth <laughs> back and forth back right. and forth yeah. and all and all Dooku can do is is well and he's used to you know a fencing kind of style yeah right? like single handed like yep. more graceful style which mm-hmm. it, it's always fun to watch him like get the better of people, but that's just I don't know that that finishing move at the end. Uh, I love that from Anakin too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's mine. yeah. No, yeah, I really like how you could also see in the choreography and act. You can actually see differences in fighting styles on screen. You know, it's not just yeah. a, a lore thing where you read about it. You can actually see, like you said, Anakin's more blunt, Obi Wan's more defensive, Mace Windu is more technical. You know, stuff like that is actually apparent on screen, which is uh, one of the you know, we saw some of that obviously in like the Dooku fight uh, in episode two and the um the the mall fight, but it's yeah. you can really see how the characters they're not only like they convey it on screen, but it also relates to their like personality too, which I'm sure was on purpose. Yeah, and I love the moment also just to like for the the Yoda moment where he like throws a lightsaber at a clone trooper and, oh, then and jumps on top of him and like pulls it off. The chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So like all these like fun, cool moments popped up throughout this whole movie. It was just all cool, you know. And then we got to see Grievous with four sabers, like helicopters spinning around. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first time we saw Grievous ever, and that was a really great opening for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. his his. I don't know why he stopped doing that. That seemed very effective. I know. But <laughs> well, I, I think Obi Wan put his lightsaber through it, and it had nowhere to go. Interesting. If I remember, yeah, something like that. He was man. He did manage it to break. It looks like he thrust there. forward to me, like you know, yeah. right right whenever he got to it. Yeah, yeah. really right. like, close enough. So Obi Wan yeah. had the perfect timing. So that's yeah, I mean, it for I mean, our the first hello one. there was always perfect. The, oh, fantastic. <laughs> it was a bold strategy on his yeah. part, but I respect it. 
It was. He's learned. He Anakin influenced him quite a bit. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bold move for Obi Wan. Yeah, just he to jump down. Got a bit <laughs> cheeky there. Yeah, but he's engaged um, Grievous so many times by now. He knew he was going to say, "Get out of here! It's just me and him." Until he started losing, and then he would run away. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Grievous. Yeah. So shall well, we first time we saw it. Our, yeah. yeah, first first time Anakin saw him too. So yeah, yep. <laughs> which we talked about before. Shall we transition to our uh, to our worst uh, round here? A round of worst. Can do, can do. Yeah. Who, who wants to go first? Um, my worst, next worst, or my first worst relates kind of to my next best. So I'm gonna sit back for this one. Okay, so you want to go last? Yeah. Okay. Jacob, would you like to share the the first worst? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, let's see. My m- one of my worsts is that is that, and th- this this is probably one that's gonna that's gonna take a little bit of talk, uh, just a little bit of talking time. Sure. Um, Wait to process it. My uh, my my question: Why is it that the answer to failure is always exile for Jedi? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like they—they they just it's it's like okay, we tried, we failed, we give up. Let's you know, let's go. Let, you know, we must be exiled for our failing our failings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I can understand to a point because they have been trying so long to you know figure this out, and then it was right under their nose their their entire time, and that they would feel like a failure. But at the same time, Yoda just goes to Dagobah. He becomes a crazy frog hermit. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> that whole time, and he accomplished then, nothing. <laughs> no, except for maybe have some mildly delicious soup. Uh, mm. uh, yes, Obi-Wan goes and protects Luke, but beyond that, unless something we're, unless we're going to see something in the Obi-Wan show, please, um, yeah. you know, we don't see him interacting with, with the Rebels or anything like that. He doesn't help. He just stays no. on Tatooine, which I'm wondering, yeah. it's like, okay... You know, does he? Does any of the you know Jedi who were you know self-exiled? Did they help the rebellion at all, or did they just go like, "We our time has passed. We're just gonna sit here and watch you guys do it." <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like, right? Yeah. I mean, I have no information that proves otherwise. Yoda had an assignment for Obi Wan. Maybe he just was busy doing his homework the whole time. Yeah, but you know, and then Yoda <laughs> said at the end of Episode Three, he was like, "We'll um, vanish until the time is right." Well, you could have helped the rebellion. They could have definitely used the Jedi, just like I little mean, bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, even if you wanted the, to stay yeah, it undercover, mean you have to like not exist. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to use Force powers or a lightsaber to help. <clears throat> You're not gonna like you stay in still touch with the, Bail yeah. Organa or something like that, you know? Like. Right, or you can use you know Jedi mind tricks, subtle stuff that nobody's gonna notice mm-hmm. to help the rebellion, but none of them do. I, I mean, think th- that they, we they know were of, so yeah. utterly defeated and crushed. I just don't think there were gonna be any help to anybody, and I also nah, don't think I there's disagree. anything I, they could do. They're, like, what are we? They could have definitely helped the rebellion they in any done way. Something. They could have flown a <laughs> ship better than anybody else. They could have. You know, not Obi Wan. <laughs> no, even Obi Wan is a better pilot than most non Force users. Mm-hmm. That's so supposed- just because yeah, of Jedi I, I mean, reaction I mean, time. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. And you know, I think in Rebels there was like one Jedi who helped out, and you know, but that's mm-hmm. about it. That's the one example. That's the yeah. one exception so far. I mean, yeah. e- even okay, even okay. Uh, jumping over to sequel, even old Luke just gave up. Yeah, yeah. 
That's the worst example of it, in my opinion. It's yeah. worse than even Yoda vanishing, you know? Yeah, Luke it's, giving it's, up was a mm-hmm. hard pill to swallow for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Yoda too, and that leads me into my worst. So I'm going to well, bring up on. my I, worst I while we discuss mo- this oh, okay. because they we can have both conversations simultaneously. My first <laughs> worst is Yoda. Oh, okay. Yoda to me is the most, one of the most disappointing characters of the prequels for sure. He had some great duels, but everything outside of duels, he got completely wrong or failed or just gave straight up bad advice. And when in that final moment, when he's like, uh, oh, he he takes a little fall in in the Senate and then he's like, well, uh, that fight I lost. I was like, you, the fight's still going on. Just because you took a little fall doesn't mean like the fight's over and you lost. Palpatine's well, up there held. somewhere, <laughs> like stumbling around amongst the seats. You know, you can right. still like hunt them down. Now's your chance. And he's like, nope, I failed in exile. I must go. It's like, what are you talking about? The fight's I mean, still going. He's in his little onesie, being like, oh, I failed. It's <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, took, no, he, no. he 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 took a fall. He pressed his life alert and then got out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What but exactly. Yeah, it, literally, it was a homing beacon. Yeah, and there, there was something you wanted to say about the Jedi isolation? Before I yeah, to... I have to say it's one, like more of a meta reason. Mm-hmm. Plot device also, you know, we need to get rid of the Jedi for the story to kind of yeah. progress maybe. But also, I, I have to imagine, George Lucas took a lot of influence from samurai stories and stuff like that. So maybe it's the Jedi version of like seppuku, like uh, you dishonored yourself or seppuku, whatever it's called. Um, you dishonored yourself, and but you know you're not going to kill yourself with a lightsaber. You're going to exile yourself. You're gone. I disgraced myself. Yeah, my I think there's religion, a trope in my... samurai movies of like the, the like famous warrior hiding out, you know, in the countryside. That kind of thing. Yeah, maybe that is too a, is a trope that happens a it lot. It becomes just, a Ronin. Yeah, Ronin mm-hmm. things like that. So I, I I see more. I get why the idea is there, yeah, I but get it. it really is. It's I have to say it's it's weak. And, and I uh, mean they have to. That's the thing. They have to bridge the gap. They have to get to New Hope, where it's like okay, Yoda was a crazy guy in a swamp, and Obi Wan right, was an old guy there? in the desert. So it, it, like they had to write themselves into that, and I, and I think. Sometimes Star Wars ends up having to do that, and it's not like the most natural feeling progression mm-hmm. for a character sometimes, but... It, it, it actually doesn't feel too out of character for what the Jedi would do, though. Because yeah. the Jedi are so misguided and lost in some ways mm-hmm. that their answer to something is just, well, that's it. Yeah, and I, mean, I guess at try this to point they're yourself, so disconnected gonna... from the Force that they don't know what yeah. to, like, I don't know how effective they really would be. Yeah. We've won so many times, and now we lost. What do we do? <laughs> right. We they don't up. handle rejection we well. They don't handle failure no. well. And that okay. is something that I don't like about Yoda, getting back to my worst. There's this scene, like, right in the beginning, after the awesome 30-minute nonstop action that we dedicated an episode to last week. It cuts to Anakin and Yoda in a dark room. One, because I'm guessing it saves on CGI when it's not Yoda <laughs> in like like LED lights. <laughs> so the, he's in this dark room with the blinds, and and he's like uh, Anakin's opening up to Yoda. Right, this is an actual moment where maybe Yoda yeah. could have talked him down, but he says the worst things possible. He's like, oh, Anakin's like, I'm afraid I'm gonna like lose someone I love, and Yoda's like, attachment leads to jealousy. That was his first piece of advice. And then he says, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. It's like, excuse me? (laughs) Attachment leads to jealousy? Like, so have no attachments and then let go of everything you fear to lose? I mean, 
What kind well, of advice like is a, that? Wasn't there like a pull from like a Buddhist teachings about that and then reaching Absolutely. enlightenment anyway? So Yes. So I actually been, sorry. Good no, 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 I was gonna yeah, that that could have just been, you know, that part of the teaching that yeah. Yoda might have remembered better. I mean That may have been I don't I'm not too familiar with Buddhism, but that may be for like material possessions. But I don't think they're saying like don't like love people I, i'm well, not maybe they do but i'm take not it to sure. an extreme yeah yeah but it's it, like it, taken it's... way too far yoda's advice anakin's like i'm afraid to lose someone i love and you're just like forget about them man like yeah like, <laughs> focus on jedi really? stuff like don't dude, worry about you don't that. need them dude yeah like that <laughs> you, that you, person you just need the jedi <laughs> yeah, that person is weighing you down and like i don't care how good of a relationship yoda has with the wookies that advice was horrible and then to obi-wan he says um obi-wan's like how am i gonna find anakin and, and yoda's just like oh use your feelings <laughs> it's like, okay not like you can't just say like well he was right in that case yeah he not, was right. i think he was more like dude it's not hard just figure it out i think was more of what he was saying <laughs> right but that's like, <laughs> yoda saying it in like a yoda way though but to, i kind of like that line but, it's, but i mean it's him it's being like, a little train yourself to let go and then to use your feelings it's uh, to me yoda has been giving bad advice this whole time i think it's this philosophy of like this weird philosophy of the jedi to express mm -hmm. no emotion or, or any sense of attachment at all that was anakin's biggest push to the dark side more than palpatine's temptations which certainly were very strong but i think yoda just failed as as a leader to keep anakin on the light side so big miss for him I, I, he does you know like i said the time he throws the lightsaber he gets points for that and then when he yeets the royal guards like right away before facing palpatine yeah that's another that's another plus for yoda but everything else and then he couldn't beat palpatine he just got like thrown off the ledge and like couldn't hold a grip on a slippery surface so he gives up it was a poor showing like yeah i'm sorry he i expected more so i he, have he let me down I, I, yeah, I have a couple of points because you've said a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, one, I think he gave up in the fight against Palpatine because he knew he couldn't win. There was no chance. That's my guess. Now, could he have fought to the death and really tried and not take, you know, or tried a little harder? Yes, I agree with you. It wasn't a great showing from him. Uh, he lost his lightsaber way too quickly, so I agree with yeah, that. Would he have lost? Maybe, but should he have It looks given like he could have tried like, harder. Could he have yeah. done tried harder? Exactly, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, take off one arm, you know? Yeah, I felt like he put more effort into fighting Dooku than he did into Palpatine. I, yeah, it kind of seems like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, towards his advice towards Anakin, like, I've I mentioned this in our last Thursday episode where I even said it's a hot take, but I don't think Yoda's, you know... Uh, Top, he's the wisest guy out there. He's wise in some ways. In some ways, he's really not, in my personal opinion. And in this case, he is taking the Jedi Code extremely seriously. Because I know, I don't, obviously, I, I'm not a Buddhist, and I don't know too much about it, but I do know a little bit about it, where they, you can form brotherly bonds and real love attachments to people, but you have to be able to let, you, you're right about material possessions, but with personal um, connections, you attachments you can have those but not in a a way you have to like accept that everybody's going to die and accept that it, they're moving on and mm -hmm. not let it upset you like mm -hmm. really deep down but you could still feel love they never tell you to not which love is not exactly else. what yoda said he does kind of no. make that point but he goes but he further right. and says yes 
like stop loving Padme right now. <laughs> it's like, now, well, here's now I actually have in my um, notes because this is something I'm going to talk about later. Yoda's advice, part of it is good. He is t- saying um, you have to not form it. He's the, some of it, his advice is good, but he's saying it in a horrible way, especially to Anakin. Mm-hmm. Anakin needs a, a frame of reference for this. He needs different context, and he needs it to re- actually relate to him, not just attachment is bad, you're going to be jealous, you're going to feel dark side. It, he, it, that is so removed from how he's feeling, it's having really the opposite effe- uh, effect um, that Yoda's intending. He's supposed to. He's trying to console him in a Yoda way, mm-hmm. and it's really just pushing him away because he's only hearing no, 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 and yeah. not some like some of the ways Obi Wan tries to console him and talk to him later are a little better. They're not perfect, yeah. but it, they're more in his frame of reference. Like um, when he's um, talking about becoming a spy, and he's like, "I know this isn't good, but like." He tries a little harder, and Yoda just does not have that interpersonal connection with him, and it really backfires. Mm-hmm. He, absolutely. He's not like, oh, everybody dies, Anakin, we can't, you know, like, it's a part of life, right. it's a natural cycle, no one's, you know, really gone, whatever, life force, that's what the force is. He's just like... But he's so blunt yeah. and clinical and too quick, Yeah, and it does not help for Anakin And he all. almost completely ignores Anakin's cry for help, too. And he gets so totally outmaneuvered by Palpatine the entire yeah. time. Like, not even, they're not even playing the same game. Palpatine just dunks on Yoda and the entire <laughs> council so hard throughout the, all these movies. So yeah, just was expecting more from Yoda. That's all. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Palpatine was definitely playing again. Uh, what, what level of chess were we at? Five, six, six. Chess now? <laughs> something like um, that. Yeah. What what dimension? Uh, of after chess watching are we in? this movie, it keeps going up, man. It this does, is... <laughs> but, but 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 like seriously, it was uh, it was. Uh, I'm going to put you in as my spy, but I know that they're going to use you as as a spy against me. So I'm going to be spying against the spy that's spying on me. Right. Yes, exactly. What? <laughs> How? He's nuts. The guy's nuts. Yeah, the guy was awesome. And it, it it all went according to plan. You gotta admit, he took some big risks. Except they showed up uh, except the Jedi showed up sooner than expected. That was it. Yeah. That was the only line. Showed up sooner than expected. Grievous needed well, I, I all the escape Vader pods. I don't think that well. was in the plan either. So yeah. there's a no. few things. <laughs> well, and he didn't want I I'd give him ninety percent of what his plan he he got an A, but not an A plus. I mean yeah. Vader well, losing three limbs is definitely a loss. But you know a what? He turned loss. it into an advantage though, because um that he wasn't had to we didn't have to worry about Anakin trying to overthrow him anymore because <laughs> he had him in the suit. Yeah. That's fair. And he was still stronger than anybody else. So it was almost like a dependent servant, you know, because yeah. he needed him, which is also an interesting play. But Derek, your next bet you have a worst and a best, the combo, right? Yeah, well, to keep it in theme cuz I'm going to actually switch up my order now. Um my, one of my worst and I we talked that we could probably just skip it um mm-hmm. cuz it extrapolates off of the conversation about Yoda. We talked a little about Obi-Wan, we could bring up Mace Window. It's just the Jedi. And I know it has to happen for the plot and what happens in the fall of Anakin, but the Jedi, man, they just, they, it, mo- mostly their methodology and their thought process, it really, they cause Anakin to fall more than Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Palpatine is, at some points, he could just sit on the back and like, let them do it. They're going to ruin it. And he, <laughs> and he sets things up and they just teach the way they teach yeah he could rely on mm -hmm. the jedi pushing anakin further away you know that's one thing palpatine could rely on 
I mean, his whole um, I want to put you on the council move was next level. <laughs> he was like, okay, I know what they're going to do. <laughs> I'm going to console you after uh, and ask for your help. And that's going to make me look so much better than them because they're going to piss you off. And Anakin, this entire, well, I'll get to this later, but <laughs> it's just the Jedi. It's basically all of, it's Yoda extrapolated out to Mace Windu. Although, and then Mace Windu even, um, once he says, I, I'm going to trust you now if this is true. Mm-hmm. But then right after, or right before, he says, I can sense much confusion in you. And I know the time is pressing because now there's a Sith Lord out there and you have to track him down but man talk to Anakin now if you trust him like be an ear to the guy try to help him and they don't help him mm-hmm. he he goes out to look for help multiple times and nobody lends the guy a hand yeah I mean, let's say Mace Windu never trusted him in the beginning he didn't yeah. I, you know that you know even neither in episode Yoda. one I mean you know even in episode yeah in even in episode one he was like is he really the chosen one is he <laughs> really <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. Mace, Mace said and that. Anakin do not get along, huh. and they never have. And that's something I kind of liked about their relationship was that they just hated each other at all times. Well, Yoda's been skeptical of him too. Even in this, he was like, uh, "The prophecy we might have uh, read wrong," read. you know. Yeah, and I like to think Mace Windu kind of personifies the bureaucracy that kind of leaked into the yeah. into the Jedi way of life. He was the one waiting for the with the politicians. Yes, <laughs> and he was the one who was concerned about the political. He's like, "Oh my God, Palpatine's a Sith Lord, but what if, what, what about the what about the Council and the, and the Senate?" <laughs> it's like, well, uh, yeah, no, he was the first to think of that, but that is a huge issue because if they if the Jedi take over or if the Jedi ex communicate the Chancellor, they're going to be in charge, and that does look like a coup, you know. So it is something they need to think about. I mean, they could have dethroned Palpatine and then not taken charge, but I get I get the situation, and it is a bit hairy. But still, I I I agree with you. You know, we did that whole thing about the Jedi menace a few weeks ago, and that just still rings true in in this episode. In this episode, this movie. Yeah, it really lasts throughout the entire prequels. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting um, you know theory that. I like getting explored more and stuff like the Bad Batch, where you look at the ethics of it and you're getting like an unbiased point of view. You know, it, it's just enriching to the whole saga of Star Wars. Yeah, I agree. So, you want to share a best with us now, or is, is your whole thing ruined and someone else needs to go? Because we just no, finished the second it, round of worst. So, no, this actually set up worst, things right? better. First one. Okay. Yeah. So, that was. Uh, getting one worse out of the way and now my second worst relates to my second best so but not in any specific order so like, you're gonna just, give us the best now or you want some yeah, okay i'm gonna give you a best right, i mean see. i don't have to but no go for it okay so anakin's fall is my best but i think really my number one mm. it is done so much better in episode three than episode one and two there's little bits building up to it um, Hayden Christensen in episode two, I mean, I, it was probably some directing issues and dialogue issues, but he's supposed to be an angsty character and his acting was, you know, it, it made sense if you kind of take it in context, but here everything just meshes incredibly, incredibly well. And the fall to Vader, why it happens, specific moments. I mean, we talked about some, but he has his, you know, overconfidence, Palpatine is either giving him dreams or he's getting dreams and Palpatine knows about them. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's so, and I could go Ooh. into 
a lot of detail about some of this stuff um, that I, I mean, some of the major examples were like we talked about Yoda's advice, Obi-Wan's advice. Obi-Wan does it a little better. He tells him to stay away from Palpatine, his one, only, one of his only friends. Mm-hmm. Be wary of him. He's like, why are you trying to push me away from him? This is kind of weird. Uh, he talks about the new assignment that he has, pushing him away further. Yeah. And you, yeah, even at one point, Padme, and Palpatine got lucky with some of this stuff. Like <laughs> Padme has breaking his worldview with the love of his life is saying, don't you think the Republic might be evil out of nowhere? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and just his whole foundation of his entire life is crumbling from uh, from beneath him. And there's one guy that is not pushing him to any specific direction. Palpatine is even being consult, you know, in quotes, consoling because he's faking it. But he Palpatine even asks him for help. Nobody it plays into his Anakin's ego, overconfidence, and his hero complex, where he's like, Anakin, I need your help, and. It's basically just a ploy. To He's win him playing, over. yeah, it's to win him over even more, giving him mm-hmm. compassion. Then he does the whole thing with the council. I could go on for like I have a page of notes of of this <laughs> stuff, and I think this is by far the best example of um, Vader's Vader becoming Vader. And it's it makes the movie once you really watch and think about what's happening, not just watching it. It's like it's really sad, man. Yeah. No, it's tragic, and I have to say, I kind of agree with you, Derek. I think in the first two movies, I mean, Hayden Christensen was only in the second one. I don't think the script really did him any favors in the second one. Uh, And in the third one, still, like, it's kind of boxed in, and it's a little weird sometimes. Like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Well, yeah, some bits. But I give him, I give... Hayden Christensen a lot of props in this movie I feel like the character design and the way he carried himself in this movie like this kind of melodrama kind of presence that he had I think was very good and I mean it's to me it's no coincidence that that is the Anakin that they brought into the Clone Wars and stuff Mm because for me that's the quintessential prequels Anakin all those other ones like Padawan Anakin and young Anakin they they were kind of missing the mark for me in certain ways I think it, it took us to like this really critical point in Anakin's life and then having Hayden Christensen deliver on that performance and they finally got his look right and everything like right. that. It, it all came together because he's not just a Jedi. He's also like a general in the Republic Army fighting for the Republic. When you're in the military, service is everything. Yeah. So he's balancing those two loyalties. And then he also has the loyalty of his wife and childs and things like that. So it's really interesting to see him balance all of those and then mm-hmm. to watch it kind of all fall apart and watch him being pulled and used by everyone around him. It's it's yeah. it's a it's sad as well as like like brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, so I have to clarify not just the character Anakin, but how the whole thing plays into uh, the plot and more importantly the themes of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it Vader's fall in general, not just um, Hayden, Christen- Hayden Christensen and Anakin, the character, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I de- I definitely agree. I mean, I mean the th- throughout throughout the movie, and Anakin is getting pulled in so many different directions. You know, and again uh, with his ties, his loyalty to to uh, Palpatine, to Padme, to trying to keep her, you know keep uh, from what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, from happening and all of that's just plaguing his mind and 
just again it's pulling him in so many different directions uh where uh, you know saying i should stay loyal to the to the jedi order and what they stand for and and the good that that they are and then you have palpatine pulling but not tugging i'll say if that makes guidance yeah guiding the invisible hand in his own direction you know away from that from those teachings and planting and sowing seeds of doubt and again and and as you said uh the the jedi are not helping that you know that at all Mm -hmm. i mean even obi-wan you know i mean he's you know uh, it, it you know as great as you know as great as you know he as he is you know in in high you know in hindsight um you know he even he's blind to it he doesn't right, see right. it he doesn't see that palpatine's there you know no. that palpatine's guiding anything or everything yeah and another thing that makes this arc so great is how far anakin falls it's not just like oh, i'm <laughs> vader now it's like i killed innocent children in cold blood yeah like in him it's as far as you can go it's as far as you can go and then he's he's force choking his own pregnant wife and then he's fighting his mentor a brother figure in his life to the death like Mm -hmm. this is happening like this is as low as you can go this is a irredeemable I, i love that they pushed it that far because vader is a horrible evil person in the original trilogies like killing his own uh admirals and stuff like that he's just like okay you failed me you you die you fail me yeah. you die and so it's like how do we get that from this like hero like wisecracking charismatic 100 general it's like well he's you know he killed a lot of children and then strangled his own wife and, and then fought yeah. his master to the death you know this is a guy who fell as far as you can go and in those moments where they're talking right before they duel and you got to give ian mcgregor some credit here he did it's kind of hard to be okay act like the person you love just killed a bunch of younglings and now you have to fight them you know that's got to be a tough thing to emote yeah and he did a good job he's like i'll do what i must here although i hate the line only sith steal on absolutes it doesn't make any sense but (laughs) it sounds just weird it sounds cheesy enough yeah it sounds cheesy enough that it works i do like the You'll try, or whatever he says. Yeah, I love when they both just like take off their uh, yeah. <laughs> their little robes, and it's like, "I'll mm-hmm. do what I must." <laughs> yeah, you'll, you so will good. try. You will yeah. try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a long way to fall, and he's just like at the end, he's like pacing like a tiger and and just mm-hmm. ranting. He's like, "You took them away from me. Like I see through the lies. Like he's yeah, totally he hysterical in those moments. He was yeah. driven yeah. insane. Yeah, they're both circling each other, yeah. just like trying to gauge each other up. Trying, like uh, Obi Wan's trying to talk him down. And but he's so and, hysterical and beyond mm-hmm. redemption at that point so it yeah. made it very powerful and it leads into m- one of my best which i have to say is the music i like, still have more points yeah. to make about this about what <laughs> anakin's fall <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll make him quick <laughs> i'll make him quick um one was um i about the themes some of them are really on the surface like the uh tragedy of darth plagueis that's right there but a lot of them are more subtle really like that 
Um, I like how bad Obi-Wan feels throughout the whole movie, basically, when he's talking to Anakin, about Anakin. he's He knows something's wrong, but he doesn't... He, there's a conflict in Obi-Wan about how to approach it, if he can approach it, mm-hmm. what he can do, and that's really great, too. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, one wa- of the... He wants to he wants to protect... He wants to be that brother figure to Anakin and help him, but at the same time, he's so bound to the Jedi Order and the right. Code and, what, and their decisions, given that he's on the Council. Yeah. yeah, and he's doing what he can from like in between the lines, and it's really rough on him. Mm-hmm. And then one of my, I guess my last major point is, Anakin is trying so hard to stay towards the light. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when he's uh, angry at the council and stuff, he calms down immediately. He he, there's one scene where he's, um, I think he's talking to. Padme where he says he feels lost he can sense this duality in himself he reports Palpatine to Mace Windu the guy he hates the most (laughs) right and he he even apologized uh, apologizes to Obi-Wan at one point he's like I know I've been a little arrogant I know but like I don't feel good like there's something wrong and he I think at that point um, I think that's a way for like just the story to go to make the audience think hey May you know may, maybe the uh, machinations of Sidious aren't you know fully working that that uh, Anakin is still a good guy that he you know yeah. that he's helping them that he's going to the guy who he knows doesn't like him yeah and is right. you know is saying giving this vital information as as a as a um you know hey you know I'm still part of the good guys yeah. Right. It's like, hey, fellow good guy, like, I think that this is him. And, like, I'm obeying your authority as, like, a higher-ranking Jedi, Jedi master. This is, And I'm going through the right yeah. protocol. And this guy's my friend. And I had issues about spying on him. But this is crazy. He's a Sith yeah. Lord. Like, let's do something mm-hmm. about it. And then, and then, yeah, I love when Anakin apologizes to Obi-Wan. It, it's kind of like, you know, there's... They talk he about knows something's in, wrong. Anytime you have a theme of there being like, I don't want to say like Anakin's falls like a mental illness or something like that, but it does parallel that when it's like you have a friend who's yeah. who's like you know showing troubling signs, and it's like there's these moments where they try and open up to you, and sometimes those get missed, and that person mm-hmm. instead of being connected with a friend gets like pulled away and ignored and it, and it compounds the problem so it's like yeah. it's it's interesting the scene after he talks to after he murders everybody at the jedi temple and then talks to padme he is lost it he is gone the guy was driven crazy and then corrupted by the dark side mm-hmm. which you know it that's what happened and the and then he when he bows to palpatine he's like i i'm lost i have nothing left mm-hmm. i this is my only course of action and it's mm-hmm. it's horrible Mm-hmm. Something I just realized, and I feel stupid for not realizing this earlier. <laughs> um, okay, do you remember the last line that Obi Wan said to Anakin? Uh, uh, goodbye, Vader. old friend. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the last time that that he officially talks to Anakin Skywalker, not Vader. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's sad. I never realized that until now, and I don't know why it just hit me. <laughs> I think I didn't realize that on my own. I think I somebody on YouTube or I read that somewhere, but yeah. it's like it's a really nice note to put in there. It's it's crazy. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a couple lines that Obi-Wan sneaks in throughout the whole trilogy. For one time he's like in episode 2, I think he's like you're going to be the death of me. You know stuff like that. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh gosh, Obi-Wan, no." <laughs> but no, I, I yeah, as, as a fan as a fan we go, "Yeah." <laughs> right. <laughs> well, 
quite literally. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he gives up. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan. In, in, in true Jedi fashion, he gives yeah, up. Yeah, he goes into exile. <laughs> the ultimate exile. <laughs> yeah. Force ghost. But yeah, no, it's um. I think he was probably more. Actually, I don't know what his like power level was in when he was older. Yeah. I don't was he like Yoda level? It was. I don't know. Maybe it's more. I don't know. Because he wasn't able to turn into a Force ghost. Like, that's got. I was going to say, he he is far more connected to the Force than he was in the Yeah, so he probably would have helped more if he was connected to the Force at all in the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Like, Qui Gon was. (laughs) Did I get that right, Jacob? There we go. No. Qui Gon was my. um, Yeah, another good reason uh, Jacob's on with us. He can actually help me pronounce (laughs) Qui Gon. So, um, yes, he was the only one who was forcibly trying to have a connection with the force like just a like neutral like politics i don't care one way or the other i'm just trying to be more one with the force and i even mace windu said it's like our connection with the force is clouded they they i don't think any of them are connected at all and it took like 30 years 20 years or whatever of uh of intense meditation and r- renouncing the old Jedi ways and going into exile to mm-hmm. find a way back. So, and yeah, uh, I don't like, sorry. how does that relate to how powerful they were? Like, I'm not sure, but connection with the force, know. definitely way yeah. better in the OT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, and also I don't just on the point of how lost they are with the force. I don't think the ability to become force ghost is a new power that Qui-Gon created. No. I think old Jedi and the old Republic and stuff were able to, maybe some of the better ones were able to do that. It's not a brand new thing. And they've just totally forgot about it for a thousand years, you know? So they really have been on a decline for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had force healing. Yeah. <laughs> don't, eat, don't get me started on force healing. Oh, gosh. Well, before we start going into force healing, I'll just quickly say one of my yes, best is the best. music. Is the music, Fantastic. obviously. Yep. I think I've said music every single time. I don't know if I said it for episode one, but you might I definitely have. said I mean, it for I, two. I, mean, I, I, don't th- I think it's obvious John Williams is a genius. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. You know, and I, I mean, think if I, had to, I think this movie, he comes in the strongest. I, I just think mm-hmm. uh, Padme's uh, motif is fantastic. Grievous's motif is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anakin vs. Obi-Wan is such a fantastic song. Oh, like, the only song yes. that this movie's missing that would make it just definitively the best is The Duel of Fates. That's a fantastic <laughs> song from episode one. Mm-hmm. If this movie had The Duel of Fates in it, then it would have everything. Yeah. There'd be no reason to listen yeah, to the I'm, other I'm, soundtrack. I was going to say, th- throughout, throughout, the, throughout the entire thing, I was actually trying to listen, and this is one of my best, is actually the music. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Just how many themes come in. And again, yeah. th- the, the, theme, the theme is you know portraying the character via music. Mm-hmm. And the Emperor's theme from episode six comes in multiple times in oh, yeah. this movie you know it, it uh, i think some of the vocal parts or at least the deep uh the deep trumpets come in mm-hmm. whenever mace obi-wan and uh yoda are talking about you know the possible you know yeah. what could be the plans of this sith and it, you just get that you know yeah the vader motif like is Imperial kind of March. Haunts oh, yeah. this, the Imperial March kind of 
haunts this whole movie because this whole movie is about as Derek said Anakin's decline so the whole thing's kind of tainted by this inevitable tragic thing that's going to happen this charismatic character that we love is going to turn into Vader and even at the beginning when you know Anakin's talking to Yoda in a dark room or uh, Yoda Mace Windu and Obi-Wan are talking or Anakin's like I'm not going to lose you Padme like or he's having these scary dreams. The Vader theme just kind of seeps into the score right. of what's happening the entire time. And, and then, it becomes more and more prevalent as it goes on. I mean, yes. you know, during the transformation, there's there's obviously his theme, the Imperial March going on. I think, again, I, I tried to pay t- particular attention to the uh, Emperor's theme to see how much of it was hidden within the movie. Um, I know that it was I, – uh, I looked it up uh, just before we started – um it was again part part of whenever they were talking about the emperor's plans or the sith lord's plans and then a little bit during the uh vader transformation Hmm. was playing a little bit and you can uh, think some of the vocals were uh the the deep vocals were there too and there there was some there was something else interesting apparently the emperor's theme plays in a high in a major in a major in episode key? one <laughs> episode one yeah when they've got the orb of light at the end and they're yeah. rewarding it it goes la 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 and everyone's like celebrating it's like that's the emperor's theme in the major key so that's pretty (laughs) it is haunting but it it, it works well and it sounds awesome he had control the entire time yeah Yeah. he did he did and like that's a classic thing that they used to do in like old operas they call motifs where different characters Mm -hmm. had different little like stinger phrases so you could recognize them anytime they walked on stage and we hear it a lot like lord of the rings does a masterful job of using motifs as oh, well yes. for like the shire and gandalf and the elves and all these other things but in star wars it's done with incredible effect and like leia's right. theme comes in at the end and like that's such a hopeful beautiful piece that they played when the kids were born you know and obviously they showed baby leia like they play the leia theme mm-hmm. and all those things and and it's it's masterfully used in this movie, of course, because just those sounds are so iconic. That mm-hmm. we yeah, there are just so many callbacks to prequel themes and call forwards, I guess, to original trilogy themes mm-hmm. scattered throughout the entire movie. And there's, there's even, original I, scores in this one. I'm, we, oh, tons. I mean, it's mostly score, original score. fantastic. Yeah. And the one where they're like in that weird planet and he's like, Obi-Wan's riding the, the, um, the like lizard thing. It's like, mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> well, like, even so sound fun. design too. I think, too. Part, I think yeah. that was actually part of Grievous's theme. Like that whole thing was <laughs> was a part of Grievous's theme. Yeah, so Grievous it was just an extension off of it, right? Exactly. Yeah, like and then the Grievous's like cut. little motif is taken from that <laughs> score. Yeah. And then I mean, Anakin versus Obi Wan is such a great song. It's like, yeah, it's like so good. And then it goes in the dueling, and it's so dramatic, and it really sells the scene. I honestly think the score sold the whole movies, like even back in the day, like these wouldn't be the same movies without this music. So, I mean, how many times can I praise the music in these movies as much as it needs to be? And then the Order 66 <laughs> Three music. times, exactly. How heartbreaking so was the Order 66 <laughs> oh music, too, where yeah, all these Jedi was. were getting betrayed. And it's like, dee, 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 like this slow, soft, mm-hmm. dramatic, being juxtaposed against all these explosions and like tons of people dying you know it's very uh, yeah. very dramatic it's like another movie that i won't say because it's a spoiler for that movie but just an, an, an interesting <laughs> aside it's like watching these um 
while watching The Bad Batch, and basically this is where it starts. And that's just going on in the back of my mind, like, oh, those guys are... Oh, that's kind of trippy, you know, just <laughs> more of what's going on in the galaxy on another planet just as running through your mind as as the prequels go on. That's not the only example. There are others. But mm-hmm. it's just something that I, I really like about s- modern Star Wars where you could be watching something. There's a huge moment in time and you know a couple of other places where the same thing is happening somewhere else or the ramifications somewhere else. And that's kind of cool. Agreed. And as we're approaching time, here's what I'm proposing. Jacob, you owe us one more best, and then we didn't talk about this. His early. best was music. Well, you owe us another best. Was, so okay. give oh, us okay. another best, and then I vote we just do like lightning round at the end, because I know we all, all had right. a couple extras. So share right. with us one uh, more. Let, let, we'll let, talk it let, through, let. and then we'll do like lightning round. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, we, we've already hit on the number of lightsaber fights, which there were five of, so that that, that was always great. Um, this one is just one of my extra little funny ha-has that I that I connected to like a whole, a whole different, um, same, same, same theme, same thing. Uh, uh, different, uh, TV show actually. Uh, Mm. the family guy, the family guy, star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, (laughs) for some reason, the, um, the, the bit, the bit where, where all, where the shield, where the Mustafar shields are down and then, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin are hiding away from the lava. For some reason, that part made me think of um, the uh, the Darth Vader versus uh, Luke fight, Chris versus Stewie. Car, car, car! <laughs> and they both just wait. <laughs> or like when the shields come up in episode one, too, where it's like, oh. <laughs> where they're and, stuck. They just yeah. <laughs> and we're here now. We're just... <laughs> well, we what can't do, we do? do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. do you have any snacks? <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> great pacing. Of course, Qui Gon is gonna. I got that right. Meditate, hey. in the, hey. meditate, and he meditates, and and Maul like paces like a tiger, like Anakin does in uh, in this movie. You know, Ooh, yeah, nice catch. It's Charles. a very similar pacing. There's a theory of this video I shared with Dirk of a theory that all three former Sith apprentices together tell the story of vader like the uh, yeah it was really cool i remember that yeah, i remember hearing so that's that like theory, a really yeah. interesting theory yeah, the i don't know how much weight it has to actually being real but it's a fascinating thing to draw well, somebody pointed out in the comments of that video that the, each of their deaths is reflected in anakin also i think um i forgot how Getting cut in half, I don't know. I forgot. Somebody pointed it out. Well, the high ground thing and then getting yeah, there sliced. Was, there's the flip. Yeah. <laughs> but there were there were specific things about each death or the end of the battle that related directly towards Anakin to the point where, like, man, that's one heck of a coincidence if it really is. So I, it's a little more credence to it. If you want to check, it's like the top comment on that video if you want to look. Anybody. Yeah, but I, don't know, I just thought it was, yeah, the, the, the pacing oh, was while a great they were video. waiting is yeah. too. Yeah, I would agree, Jacob. The, the like... The f- yeah, and it's funny that it's the car. <laughs> yeah, there's so many great jokes yeah. that have come from these movies too, and mm-hmm. I, I think most of them come from this movie. So it's just so much fun. I feel oh, like yeah, a tourist yeah, watching these movies now, being like, "Oh, oh that's yeah, where all these memes time- come from." <laughs> like the meme of. Um, uh, I am the Senate. Will Ferrell from yep. the Fresh Prince oh, of Bel Air, like hanging so. up the taxi, like with the camera. That's how I felt watching this. <laughs> um, have you ever read the novel or? Uh, watched like the novelization of that uh i am the senate scene no no um apparently um in the novelization um palpatine uh, yes he goes through them easily 
But he does more than that. He decimates. He eviscerates the Jedi. Really? I mean, I like mean, in a, like I, a monologue, he just kind of goes off. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Like like full like full on the, light, the oh, lightsaber fighting. Oh, literally. Uh, Kit, uh, Kit, Kit Fisto doesn't just get you know swiped and dies. Uh, no, apparently in the novelization, uh, Fisto's head is cut completely off and rests, <laughs> and rests upon like one of the desks. Oh wow. gosh. <laughs> Which, that's I a little more that, emperor for you yeah i was gonna say like i think if i think at that point palpatine would just walk back in and go like a nice decoration and then continue <laughs> on yeah yeah he that kind of goes into line. my lightning round because one of my best i had prepared was palpatine for so many reasons that we already wow. discussed yeah. he was just slam dunking on everyone playing 6d chess he was open emotionally to anakin which is what won him over like Yoda's supposed to be the super wise guy, but he was not even on the same level. He some great performances. I feel like him and Obi Wan are the only two that like fully embrace the cheese of this movie. Like no one's gonna win an acting Oscar for this movie, but I feel like those were the two that did the best job because they were aware of what movie they were in and they were having fun with it. They were being extra dramatic. Like, how many head turns do we get from Palpatine when he delivers his spooky, scary speeches? Yeah. He's just like, I am evil, I am evil. He did a great job. So he really. did a great job. I love but when he's I have like to, I would put Hayden Christensen in there. I give him more credit on um, this watch. I give him I more really do. credit, but I think he's just slightly uh. lower. And if not for his acting ability, the script... For him, I don't know. I oh, feel like Obi Wan and Palpatine. No, I, I don't blame him, but I feel like Obi Wan and Palpatine yeah. have free range to embrace the cheese. Yeah. Where Anakin has to have mm-hmm. these serious moments that just. Don't I but really I connect I sometimes. I think, but I think that script wise, when the script is actually decent, I think they do connect. And I think I, on this yes. watch, I think they. I give him way more credit than I ever have. Ever. Oh yeah, I was. I'm less critical of him now than I ever was. And going back now, just like knowing what I'm getting into and just having fun with it and embracing the cheese and all that, I I was very impressed with him. And they say he's going into the Obi-Wan show, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. But one of my worst, I was going to say, was the end of that arrest scene I always thought was so weird the adoption of the dark side where mace windu's like got him and he's like he's got that was to one of go mine too it's like he's, he's really got to be arrested yeah, yeah. and Palpatine's like i can't yes. do it and then he's like unlimited power it's like really weird and then he gets up and he's got this weird like butt cheek forehead and his voice <laughs> changes to something that really like i wish I, they did uh, another take yeah dark side. Oh, uh, yeah i have to disagree with most that of that whole, and I then mean, anakin's like what have I done? Here. And then he, yes, okay. and then he's like, "Rise, Lord Vader," and it's like, "Oh, right, he's right. a little too over the top." Palpatine, reel it in. Right that there. scene took me out of it. That piece of it, the beginning, oh. the fight, like the spiral. I am the Senate spiral thing, chopping the guys down. Yes, yes, yes. But then thinking like, "I need him. I'm evil now." Like Miss Windu's dead now. And Palpatine's talking weird for some reason. Like. All that stuff. Yeah, and he's no, not like still I, burnt I, to a crisp and in horrible agony. He I gets do. up and his body's already gray <laughs> and settled. He's not even smoking anymore. He's just like no. talks weird. It's v- very bizarre scene. Uh, very rushed. It's four ceiling. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Here, okay. Four I got a couple oh of things to say. Okay. Unlimited power is a little too cheesy. And he's like, I'll give no. you that. Right. No. But, no. Right. But here's the thing. I think he lost that moment. fight on purpose. Oh, he definitely. Was not, 
Yeah, he didn't lose oh, yeah. to Mace Windu. No. He was getting attacked, and he was fine. He got up immediately. And the thing is, there's something called, I think, I forgot what it's the literal force move is called, but it's like a force. His voice and appearance were force, like a force illusion. I don't know if it's canon, but that's uh, something that is on. So there's your a, argument we'll be, that he was always, he always gray and like wrinkly, that. and he, he has just been so corrupt. Yes, because mm. he didn't have to put. I it mean, up he anymore. was able to hide the uh, the eyes. Yeah, and they were saying yes, like, why never? So why didn't Dooku I have think the, the Sith eyes? Thing, Anakin doesn't have yeah. the Sith eyes consistently. So, well, um, Anakin didn't have it consistently because he was new to the dark side. So when he was enraged, he had them, and then they <laughs> he went forgot away. Had his but, contact lens, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just they, forgot uh, it for that the, the guys in post just couldn't be bothered yeah. for certain scenes. But That's what Palpatine, I feel like it really was. <laughs> I don't like, know, if dude. We're not gonna have this ninety-year-old yeah. actor playing Dooku put on contacts. Yeah. <laughs> can't be bothered. But I, I like the I like the <laughs> canon reason for why he doesn't. Base, yeah, and all of that, but but um, if, Palpatine, if that's I think, the always answer, looked like they that. did not. You know, that was not communicated yeah, no. to the. It, well, it they, just looks they don't like communicate this, half this the guy things. got fried and then gets up and is totally fine, and the performance is super bizarre. And well, that, yeah, they fixed that in that, war. That's just a lot in of that one scene because when like Sidious and Yoda are fighting, he's talking fine and behaving fine. It's just that one scene is very yeah, very but it's bizarre. Because it's because it's the first time we see the Emperor. And he's like, I'm the Emperor. Yeah, I'm crazy. It, I'm a psycho. It was one of the worst scenes in the movie. I'm just going to say it. It was too bizarre. I disagree. It was, too it was weird and it was over the top, but it, I definitely don't think it was I'm okay with it being over the top, but it was just weird. It didn't make any sense. It's like, you know, is this guy it makes sense once you know the rest of the stuff. Like, like, I guess. Weird voice, it's a little Sifo-Deacy. If you know a little more, then it makes a little more sense, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't have a problem. excuse it, though. The fact that you have to like read non-canon stuff to try to figure out what's going yeah. on seems a bit I'll of give a you reach to me. Yeah, I just no. feel like they filmed it like... It must have been First. really hard to figure out like where in the movie they were. I feel like this was this epic scene where it's like Vader's turning right now. So the actor that played Palpatine mm-hmm. just kicked it up another notch and no one directed him back down. It's like, you're going to have to do that. Like, you're not going to do that. The I seriously the movie. <laughs> doubt. I think they directed him to do that because Lucas was very it's possible. specific with direction. I mean, a lot of uh, Anakin's cadence and lines are supposed to reflect the metallic nature of Darth Vader in here and the way he speaks in short bursts a lot of the time and has yeah. a really monotone thing. I think the direction was on point and specific. I don't know if it was a great choice, but it, it was, was there not, was a was reason a for me. <laughs> but it was yeah. no, I meant like there was a reason. So it was for purposeful. It. That's fine. I can yeah. concede that. It was an artistic but it was choice. Still, like that moment was the only like I wouldn't say it was embarrassing, but if I had to pick a scene that was most embarrassing, totally it would be that disagree. one. <laughs> there are way more embarrassing scenes. I don't know. The, at least <laughs> right, some of them right. border on cheese. This scene was just so serious and so bizarre that it missed for me. The only other thing I'm going to dump and then I'm done completely is Padme's death. This was my last worst and then I'll be Broken heart syndrome. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's like, medically she's fine but for some reason we're losing her. She's lost the will to live. It's like, I can't accept that as the answer. (laughs) I don't accept it. Like some, there's like great theories that Palpatine got involved or something which is interesting but I don't buy it. You don't, it's, it's so bizarre. At that point, Palpatine wouldn't care. 
Yeah. Right. At that point, alive or dead? Huh? Well, maybe he would want her dead. I don't know. It's like she served her purpose. Now she was the last. Now she was the last remaining thing that Anakin loved and was uh, loyal he, to. Besides right. him, yeah, exactly. He wasn't. He wasn't there though. He wasn't on Mustafa. Oh, they were on Coruscant, and he was on Mustafa. I but don't. Then he I went don't to Mustafa to like to yeah but then they went to like a a random space station somewhere random random question though Mm -hmm. um if the entire um uh, shield array for that facility went down wouldn't the landing platform be open to lava too (laughs) yes it may have been only a few (laughs) shields that went down not all of them i don't know for sure but maybe the landing platform was don't in ask a, two specific questions. The landing platform had the high I ground. Will. George Lucas's brilliance is best in like a broad stroke <laughs> a, of genius, not like really specific moments of genius. It's like, yes, oh, I planned exactly. all of that. Sure, of course. It's like, no, I just had some really good ideas that yeah. have fed tons of other good ideas. It's not like I planned yeah. all the minutia of this stuff. <laughs> I think if that's a plot hole, you could always just say it was high above the volcano. Or maybe like, oh, they only shut off shields that were right there, not all of them on the whole planet. But but it certainly could have. I don't know the uh, the layout. Yeah, but yeah, Padme's death very unsatisfying (laughs) for me. (laughs) Everything's just exploded. Yeah. (laughs) If you're like, well, you shut down the shields and then she fried to death. Uh, Yeah. I mean, also they couldn't breathe at all on that planet. So (laughs) there's also that. So (laughs) force. That's a bigger one. Yeah. Force. But yeah, yeah, you could force filter. <laughs> yeah, so just to shoehorn back into Padma's death, like I got the quotes. Medically, she's fine. For some reason, we're losing her. She's mm-hmm. lost the will to live. And eh, no good for me. One of the worst. That's fair. I mean, not horrible. Fair. Not like you know. I needed another twenty minutes of the movie to make her death feel earned. But if we're gonna pick worsts in this movie that I enjoy very, very much, that gets tossed in there if anything for being like over generalized and it's rushed. not great it's yeah. not great i mean if if she's as important of a character as we need her to be it's like don't say she's medically fine maybe he should have <laughs> choked her yeah you know maybe that could have been yeah even maybe worse of a have fall killed for her or you know, it's rough but yeah or sidious could have killed her i think that's interesting too but mm-hmm. and he doesn't know that she, padme's pregnant right so that, right. that's a, another interesting layer to well that. it doesn't matter if they if she's dead I don't think he even put that. Through. Oh, no, he had to have known she's pregnant. Oh yeah, did he? He uh, knew I mean, everything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Let Let's see. Didn't Palpatine have like regular meetings with Padme specifically throughout the Clone Wars? Yeah. Um, TV show by Episode Three. I don't know. I mean, she looked pregnant, so at least he would have mm-hmm. seen her. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I don't really know. Even that, like, she was, like, the biggest advocate for he him He kind of was, down. like, big-timing her by uh, episode three. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's mine. If anyone else has some things they want to lightning round off here. I could lightning round a couple of worse. Let's see. Um, Grievous dying the way he died. The fight was really good. But, like, why? You wouldn't have, like, your lungs and spine and all of that just <laughs> it's kind of interesting they're like Obi-Wan open air in the cavity and it's just a little heart in there it's yeah. like that's it that's all the like to the air the sky it's together. just touching yeah. the air it's not <laughs> like you would have in- taken just the time to like put it back <laughs> right yeah that that's a little i like the visual of it exploding and the, his eyes firing well palpatine out. is always kind of cheaped out on the cybernetic enhancements of his <laughs> of his staff no but i think grievous is there's grievous did it himself that's his own thing um but so it's just kind of that's one stupid one um maybe it's his arrogance one. you know 
but still, your your organs can't just touch the air. It just you can't do that. His can. It's a gel thing. Yeah, and he's not human. Mm. Who knows what kind of? Who knows? I don't what know. Race At least put a, a very flammable gel thing. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Only if this yeah. flammable oil yeah. doesn't get on my flammable gel thing. Yeah, his organs uh, were yeah. very flammable for some reason. Right. Uh, not great. Fire shooting one. out of his eye uh, sockets. <laughs> when Mace was talking with Anakin, the ADR is really bad. I don't know why, but the ADR they, in all these movies was weird. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. they had to over yeah, you're right. That's just Lucas's really... obsession with post production. Yeah. It wasn't bad so anywhere else in the movie that I noticed specifically, but here it was like, what the heck? <laughs> Um, and then my last one, this was a bigger one, but we we're running out of time or ran out of time. So I won't get <laughs> yeah, into it in detail. Yeah. Um, but Anakin's, um, I, I understand he was, um, he had nowhere else to go. He was done. He, there was only one option to save his wife, but going from pledging his allegiance to, uh, city. Okay. I get that immediately. First order is killing everybody in the Jedi temple and yeah. committing genocide on children, uh, too far. It, he I think they should have reversed the order have him kill the set uh, the the um, the what the, the separatist senators first and work it up and then have him do that it is too it's a huge stretch to just go from that to that he hasn't lost it all and it would have been humanity completely what are we yet going to do? It, 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 <laughs> it would have been, been interesting to instead have obi-wan and Anakin fight in the Jedi temple where they trained and all that stuff mm-hmm Instead yeah. of Mustafar, I mean, with Mustafar, you get all the all the lava explosions yeah. behind them as they clash, yeah, which was very the dramatic. best visual yeah. Yeah. of the dang movie. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. have the senator somewhere else for him to kill. They don't have to be on. That was just a reason to get him to Mustafar because George Lucas has been picturing that fight for forty years. I get it, but like, I it just that, that for him to follow that first order is a little too much, even to save Padme. Yeah. Um, and I but get he was in denial Palpatine and crazy kind and all of that, like, still. If Anakin was still head, like it could, what I think would have been more interesting. It's like, okay, Anakin's still on the fence. He's like, what have I done? He's still very confused and like scared about what he just did. Killing Mace Windu. Um, Palpatine could be like, bro, are you cool? Like, kill these younglings, or you're not cool. You know, like, that kind of, like, peer pressure, like, <laughs> yeah. prove yourself, like, this is how you do it. Like, And if you want to save your wife, That didn't happen. It was very I, yeah. rushed. But I feel like that's kind of what was... The, what they were going for. But Anakin was just so calm and confident in those scenes of killing the younglings. And that kind of got looped into, like, that's part well, of that why I, I liked. felt this, like, the end of that arrest scene and Anakin's, like, quick... Adoption well, the of the sudden dark side. turn. Yeah. The sudden turn well, is one of my worst. Yeah, because like, because like he's begging Mace Windu to follow the Jedi code. Yeah, to not do what he did to do. It's, it's for selfish yeah. reasons, though. Yeah. Th- yes, this is for selfish reasons, but still, he's still saying hey, he needs from. to have a trial. <laughs> he needs to go. You know, he need. You know, you know, yeah. he needs to go up to the. You know, to them. To, to the you know faces to the courts crimes. and all the rest of them <laughs> and yes and faces crimes and then all of a sudden I'm evil now <laughs> it's like time to go kill yeah. all my friends <laughs> and colleagues <laughs> and, and kids and yeah. kids yeah exactly. it was a mm-hmm. it was a bit quick and I think they could have done it a little differently mm-hmm. um, but I do and then another last one is I think Obi Wan could have tried a little harder to talk uh, Anakin down I understand that um, this. Obi-Wan was feeling the dark side a little, in my opinion. I think his rage, anger, and confusion was coming out, and he was so in shock, he was lashing out a little and saying some negative things, like, you pushed her, you know, he could have tried a little, but I understand, like, he's a human, like, you don't always 
that's not your first feeling when your best friend, your brother, has done mm-hmm. that. He just he lost it a little bit, and I would have liked to yeah. see him be a little more yeah. compassionate. Yeah. Try to bring him back. Failure is one of my favorites. I I think it's so like when yeah. you mm-hmm. have like a friend or a loved one that you can see is struggling, but you don't know how to help them. Which yeah. is, I think, the case of Obi Wan with Anakin. Absolutely, it's it's heartbreaking, yeah. and Obi Wan had all the best intentions and all the love in the world for Anakin, but he just was not emotionally equipped to help yeah. him. He never you know? was. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he was very, he was very much conflicted with all that. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with with all the emotions going through through him, knowing what he had to do, but. Um, to use a to use a quote, uh, he knows what he has to do, but doesn't know if he had the strength to do it. Yeah, really, um, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> uh, but but um, if you if you want to if you want to tie into a, a, a lore reason, um, I think Mustafar was a dark side of the Force Nexus planet. It is. I think you're right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that could have been ta- uh, 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 influencing Obi Wan. I'm sure. As well. Making him angrier, and yeah, I could easily see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's okay. why Vader put his, you know, his tower there. Plus, mm-hmm. it would always remind him of what happened, and he would stay furious, which made him stronger. <laughs> and more dark side of the Force planet lore. Dagobah and it's badass and intimidating yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So oh, when yeah, you have people that have to go planet, make visits, right. they have to go to the lava planet right. and walk up your dark tower. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty a nice evil lair. Yeah, but no. there was a lot of nice dark side influence in these movies, like how. Um, and how Yoda's an initial thing, you have fear leads to the dark side, suffering, all that mm. literally happened in this movie. He's his all of that fear and anger and confusion was festering in Anakin for the entire movie, and he snapped. And mm. a little bit, you could see a little bit of that in Obi Wan on Mustafar too. It's just, it, it's rough watching it. It, 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 it watching these movies through the lens because that's what I've been doing so far. I'm going to continue it as we continue. Um, through the lens of really what uh, George Lucas said he intended was the whole thing is Anakin's story, all the movies, mm-hmm. all nine, and um, the watching them through that lens is more heartbreaking than I really it was more emotional than I expected it to be because I've never really watched it like looking for these specific themes and stuff like that, yeah. and um, it's it really actually brings them to a level that I didn't really consider them on. Yeah, I was watching these prequels through also like a lens of Anakin's mental health, which yeah, I'd never exact, watched same thing, like through that lens before. And again, it was heartbreaking. You know, here's a guy mm-hmm. like re- like des- like crying out for help in his own like not literally, but you know, he's at like, one point, at, yeah, he goes to Yoda yeah. looking for help, and he's saying he has all these emotions and these fears and things, and they're just not getting addressed. He even <laughs> goes to Padme multiple times for <laughs> he help, goes but, to like, Padme. Even, but like during that early stage. They, she had right. no idea. What, so when you, you know, think about the people in real life that commit horrible crimes equivalent to Anakin's horrible crimes in this movie, it's like how did they get there? It's through like emotional neglect and trauma and all these other things that Anakin has experienced. And sometimes it's like, well, sometimes the yeah. system fails you. And I think it's a combination of a failed system for Anakin as well as his own choices, obviously. But like the system yeah. failed him many times. And it's interesting to think of the Jedi in that way. Yeah, that's why I wish we really got a, a new Jedi Order that really was more of a mm-hmm. um, a, a yin yang type of situation. Mm-hmm. They Somewhere do that in the a, middle. <laughs> yeah, they do a little gray Jedi stuff in Legends. I really, I really like that stuff, but we haven't really seen it yet. 
Yeah, well, maybe Ray would if they continue Ray's story. I would love to see that as her as a gray Jedi. That they would be did. Really ex- cool. There were some tempting things of like leaving the you know first order and the and the rebel. You guys will have to have me on for it for <laughs> a uh, for a sequels discussion, especially on episode eight and nine. I have Ooh. strong opinions on how that could have ended <laughs> and how and I will get hate for this in, in comments and the rest, awesome. except for specific scenes. I enjoyed episode eight. Nice. Well, I enjoyed them what? too, and we'll have to bring you on to talk about those. But I do want to make sure. I would like Derek to hear and that. I got our lightning round moments. So, Jacob, we want to make sure you get your lightning round moments for best and worst. Is there anything left on your list that we haven't addressed um, yet not, before we bring it home? Um, not, not, not really. I went, I went over again how I just, how, how I didn't like how quick, how quickly Anakin just, yeah, yeah. just. I think fell. we all, after, 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 after two minutes, after two, two minutes ago, it was, hey, let's try and be the good guys too. Oh, I'm fully evil now. Yeah, it's interesting well, that wait, we all wrote wait, that down. Hold on, I, my cookies. Wait, wait, <laughs> I do get the throne room part of it because at that point he's he killed Mace or is accomplice in Mace Windu. He can't go back to the Jedi Order. He can't be honest with Padme. He can't talk to obi-wan literally if he only has to do the only one thing he can do to save his wife is either go to palpatine to and basically uh, allege to him or turn himself in and to the jedi where he'll be arrested or executed and maybe they'll catch palpatine but he'll probably get away he had no he's he's so fallen and in a hole that he dug for himself not even not himself but every part of his life really that he has no choice and he has to go evil but then the fall after that where he goes immediately crazy is too much and that's my thought process on that I will See agree that? with you, and then I'll take it a step further and say that was a weird thing at the end of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> the end of that throne room scene was weird. So I, I disagree, <laughs> yeah. but okay. Uh, but yeah, any other positives? I mean, I wish I could have done a whole thing on Obi-Wan as a positive, but we've been singing his praises the whole oh, time. Yeah, yeah I tried so to pick things to that, that you wouldn't pick or right. like yeah, no, we haven't said already same. for the other stuff. For the other movies. So, yeah. Obi-Wan is the shining light. Besides Palpatine, for me, those two are real shining lights. I love, you know, R2, and this is great. I love the humor in this, the cheese, the memes, like all of those things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely loved. Well, let's see. If we want to get a little meta with this, you you know, I just, you know, let's just love on R2 for a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For not telling anyone in the original trilogy anything. (laughs) They're like, have this one's uh, memory wiped. And then R2's like, (laughs) Meanwhile, R2's like, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> R2 is a, a Sith Lord, maybe. <laughs> he kept all of this to himself. He, 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 An agent he of chaos, Skywalker. I think. He is a true Skywalker. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah R2 Skywalker. He, him and C3PO have been through the most, but he didn't have his memory wiped. Yeah, C3PO doesn't know. No, but he I can't mean, speak plus, Sith. Plus, how many times has R2 car- carried Anakin's lightsaber? <laughs> a bunch yeah. of times. <laughs> And how heartbreaking and was Luke's, it when he was like, Luke's. stay with the ship, yep. R2, and R2's like a nervous dog. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, he was sad, yeah. Yeah, sad R2. <laughs> that was again, was, that yeah. was the last time he saw him. Mm-hmm. And he was and mean to him, And then C-3PO was like, yeah. he's been under a lot of stress lately. Like, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all those moments, those like passing comments leading up to like Padme mm-hmm. getting forced oh, choked. One, one <laughs> other thing. Uh, Anakin does give Obi-Wan one chance to like join him slash not fight him and I thought that was really like the last inkling of humanity in that you know he was just like you know, I forgot what he said specifically but there was one instance yeah, when where he's talking we, to we don't Padme have to do this too, he's like oh, perhaps Obi-Wan can, like see the way like, yeah. like be aligned I, I, with the I was actually wondering I, I was actually wondering you know um, just 
what if you know okay let, let's create you know I, I think i think we uh i think we should have like an episode of like a what if scenarios mm-hmm. like just oh, take yeah. like bits and pieces that of like a what if what if anakin and padme did go to, to obi-wan i think that could be a good episode idea that, that could, could be, be really a future cool. one yeah, like yeah. what if you know he wasn't that, strategically one. moved to a faraway planet by palpatine what if he was there the whole time yeah it's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. like that would be really interesting what would have happened if they were just because by the time problems like obi-wan acknowledges padme's child it's like it's anakin's isn't it he's like i'm so sorry and then just leaves it sounds like he knew (laughs) oh he knew knew since the clone wars in the clone wars he knew it's like i think in the (laughs) i think in the final season of the clone wars doesn't r2 try to like Oh no! One of the clones tries in the five hundred first tries to like, yep. like stand in front of the door, like don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Obi Wan is just man. like, and he's like, all right, fine, I get it. He knows, yeah, and he, he does, totally you know, knows. Yeah, yeah. And he's indulged yeah. Anakin from the beginning, which is another mm-hmm. like really interesting facet of Obi Wan because he in the Clone Wars he fell in love too. But we can get on to that later. Yeah. The point is, Episode Three. What a fantastic movie! So much fun. It's like. When we watched the first two movies, I was like, "Oh, which one's my favorite?" It's so I like I don't know. And then we rewatched. I rewatched this one. I'm like, clear. "Oh, dude, it's this one mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. This is the best one." I, there's bits and pieces of the other two that I absolutely love, but this you could is also iconic. just watch this one without knowing too much. You get like a character who's confused, but on the good experience. side. Yeah, yeah. It, even if you haven't seen the other ones, you're like, "Oh, wow, this is ha- happening to this character." This is intense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could pick up on what's going on very quickly. It's without needing backs. The other two movies as backstory, they help obviously, but you could just jump in as a non-Star Wars viewer and watch this and be like, "Wow, that was cool," you know absolutely agreed and yeah it's sounds great looks great it's amazing like the difference mm-hmm. we got from like 1999 to like 2000 when this movie came out five six something like that six. and wow it's a it's a great looking movie great sounding mm-hmm. movie you know everyone did a great job so super happy to be talking it with you guys today and i'm glad everyone got to meet jacob and uh yeah we'll hopefully have like have you on more and more and more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if we're not keeping oh, yes, you please. too busy and uh yeah is there anything else we need to say before we wrap this up no i think we hit all the major points yeah, we, we could talk we about hit. this movie for hours and hours oh, more yes. i'm getting i get the sense that we. Can oh yeah just so you guys know in case you haven't listened we did a whole episode on the first 23 minutes the whole opening between right the title crawl in another happy landing so we didn't talk about a lot of that stuff specifically here because we did yeah, a that whole sequence episode could have easily been one of my it. best items yeah. like oh the beginning oh yes <laughs> so also, nobody say can i just can we it. also just acknowledge the episode. tragedy of darth plagueis the wise as a best i mentioned it <laughs> okay good yeah. that is a best <laughs> yeah but yeah no that definitely is i think that's the first time i've seen this movie <laughs> since that meme was established and i was like everyone wow this is history in here (laughs) meme history in the making (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah not one the jedi would tell you not at all so all right well thanks everybody for listening if you like what you heard check out roger roger pod Uh, it's our handle on twitter and instagram and uh let us know what your best and worst are we love to talk star wars over there and uh we'll be talking bad batch coming up 
on Tuesday, and then we'll find something else to talk about the following Thursday. <laughs> we usually <laughs> do. We usually do. We'll put something together, <laughs> but maybe a what if on episode three, maybe. I like that. Uh, just to, to yeah. get us through here. But because I think that's a great idea that Jacob had. So, uh, and that's why he's here, all these great ideas. So, thank you all for listening, and uh, I guess we're, we say goodbye now. <laughs> yep. See you guys next time. See ya. Goodbye. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger.